Paddle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Welcome back to Paddle Ready. We are glad you're with us tonight. Thank you for joining us. Hope you got your Bibles out, get your pen and paper. We are going to start in 2 Chronicles chapter 13. We're going to lead in. Laura, go ahead. I was going to come in and tell you today that I was having a rather Charlie Brown day. <laughs> and that uh, sometimes I'm like that. And then it was funny. I looked over right before we started, and you had Snoopy on your phone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, maybe that we all we're have in that Brown place. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason when I call it a Charlie Brown day, sometimes I really get just disgusted with humanity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I expect too much. Do you ever have that problem? I do. And I also have that Charlie Brown attitude where if it could possibly do wrong, yeah. it, it goes wrong, and I'm right in the middle of it. But I not only expect too much other people, I expect too much of me. I do too. Right? I heard um, Adrian Rogers was preaching a sermon that was came on the radio I was listening to last night. And he said, he was talking about marriage. He said, the number one problem people have in marriage is they expect from their spouse things that they can needed. only get from God. Mm -hmm. That's true. Like they look to that person and they think... I, I'm going to feel whole. You'll hear, That's on TV all the time. You, you complete me. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You make You're me happy. Home. You make, you make me, me safe. Happy, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and all those things that you're looking for in that person are truly only found in Jesus Christ. And we think about it like we think about marriage as something where we are going to receive mm -hmm. a continual flood of something when in actuality, it's a call to give, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's a, a call, call to, to give. give on both parties' part. And I thought, we don't just do that in marriage. We do that with friendships. We That's do true. that with our children. We do that with, like I said, with ourselves. Our coworkers. We do that with people. We that do that with around. pastors. And what we say is, what if we don't watch what we do, it, God wouldn't have to spend so much time in the Old Testament and so much time dealing with these kings about idols mm -hmm. if it was not within the heart of man to make an idol out of almost anything everything mm -hmm. and and we'll take we'll take the most just unreal expectations and place them on something that was never intended for that person for that purpose it was intended to be a blessing it was intended mm -hmm. to be a place for you to serve an opportunity mm -hmm. just someone to be a fellow traveler with you and in life and we'll, and just we'll, enough mm -hmm. we'll we'll put so much on them that nobody could bear up under mm -hmm. our expectations mm -hmm. and i was thinking about that and also i don't know if you're going to go in go this direction I've, I've read ahead a little bit too mm -hmm. we also let we we acknowledge that god does wonderful great things and then after a little bit of time passes, Backtrack. it's kind of like you forget and it's, mm -hmm. what have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. Or the next time that situation or a situation arises, instead of calling on God, we try to figure out, you know, we, you know, we must have to figure that out ourselves. He must have put yeah. me and I have to find out. And, and the parallel. It's like you forget all about what he can I do agree. and who he is. The parallel question to me, you know, when I start thinking about my expectations and how off track they can get me and I start thinking about forgetting that it is God, mm -hmm. but that's what you're talking about. That mm -hmm. is the center of all things. When I start thinking about that, the other question is that I wrote down, what are you living for? Like I've, and I'm, this, a lot of people are going to be offended at me right here and I don't mean to offend you. I just, I, I think this is something that we say that we say incorrectly, but we'll say, I live for my family. Mm-hmm. 
I get it. Mm-hmm. They're the most precious thing that God mm-hmm. has put in your care mm-hmm. is your family. I live for my family, but it's a mistake to live for your family. It's a mistake to live for your friends. These, these, I would li- lay down my life. You know, no greater mm-hmm. love has this than he laid down his life for his friends. That's scripture. But we'll say, I live, I want to make sure that they know that I am love, that, that they love me. Mm-hmm. That, that are, but I can't live for my friends. Mm-hmm. And I can't live up to their I expectations. Think I think when we say things like that, we're not thinking deep enough. We're not. We're just thinking about what and I'm not telling you satisfies not to say. The, the moment. Right. I'm right. just saying or it is very good. natural mm-hmm. for a human being to live for things that are temporal, to live for things that are far lesser things than the Lord, mm-hmm. and, and, and to, to settle not even, for that. And sometimes not even realize right? you're doing that. Not even realize that's where you've set your expectations. I mean, people will say, I live for golf. Yeah. I live for that. What you mean is that is my I really first like passion, that. first thought. I love that thing. But if you're not careful, that's an idol you made. Mm-hmm. You're, you are living for that. Mm-hmm. That's more important than anything else that you do or put your mind to. Mm-hmm. And we're just so prone to that. Yeah. The, the, you will never love your family as much mm-hmm. as when you love God first. That's because true. then you're loving them in the power of Christ, in the mm-hmm. power of God, right? Mm-hmm. You'll never love your friends like you do when you love God first. Or your children. You think or your that spouse, that means your... you're giving them less, right? That's what we think. We mm-hmm. think if I say I love God first, that I'm giving my family less. Mm-hmm. But that's the opposite of the truth. We love God first, we can give them more. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right? Because then we understand what love is, and that's, we, we limit what we understand. Also, the third thing I wanted to introduce before we read is the idea of God absolutely loves, seems to get great joy from impossible odds. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He's always for the underdog. He's always for the He's one that's the calling underdog. on him. Mm-hmm. He's for the Charlie Brown. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you, God. <laughs> because I'm Charlie Brown a lot of times. But he loves that situation where statistically, logically, intellectually speaking, there is no way for you to win. Mm-hmm. He delights in showing, showing you how easy it win. is for mm-hmm. him to win mm-hmm. in impossible odds and, and just showing the glory of God and in following him. I wanted to start with reading something that we're going to come back to, okay, from mm-hmm. Jeremiah. And then we'll, we'll read in, we're in, this lesson will be Second Chronicles 13, maybe part of 14 before we get done. But I want to start in Jeremiah in chapter 29 and verse 11. And just read a few verses here. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When I live for him, when I am trust him wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. right? He's not part of my life. He's not the best part of my life. He is my life, Mm -hmm. right? When my whole heart seeks after him, he says, you'll ask me, and I'll answer. Mm Mm-hmm. You'll seek me, you'll find me. I'll be says. right there. And he said, not only that, rest assured that if you're seeking me with your whole heart, what I want for you is good. Mm-hmm. I want the good part. I'm looking how to bless you mm-hmm. and how to do right in your life, right? The requirement is your whole heart. Yes. Right? Yes, I agree. And we had that marked because that was one of our pastor sermons not too long no, ago. Okay. And the, and the point of the sermon is, can you trust him? Can you trust him? I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says he knows 
what he plans for us. So I said, trust me, but I, I want good. But I will seriousness, I yeah. sat all day today and thought, what am I even here for? I uh-huh. must not have a purpose at all, yeah, except that tonight we have battle ready. And I kept thinking, what, what, you know, am I just wasting my time? What, why am I here? <laughs> but this, according to this, is your says, whole heart. He knows. Yeah. He knows the thoughts, I think, toward you, saith the mm-hmm. Lord. So he knows. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. have to know, I don't guess, but he does. He does know. Mm-hmm. And the number, here's your part to know. Do you love him with your whole heart? Mm-hmm. I, Give him all of it. I'm trying really hard to and do that. That, that and is like that. A, an easy thing to say yes to. I'm trying. I do know. you know what I mean? Yes, because it gets off track with whatever happens next. If I've learned anything from all these kings, starting with Saul and going uh-huh. through, as we've gone through, what I've learned is that it's not the intelligence level. It's not the muscle level. Mm-mm. It's not the organizational strength. It's not what's going on in the kingdom. It keeps it's coming down every single time to the heart. It's the heart. And God keeps saying, but he was not with me with his whole heart. Mm-hmm. Or he, he was, was with, with me like, with his whole as heart. As his father David. Right? Like David was. And it just keeps coming down to mm-hmm. it's human nature to close off and, and push out and put other things where God ought to be mm-hmm. and, and say, our, this is what I'm And remember, for. we had this in Bible study the other day. I'm not sure which one, but we said the heart is exceedingly wicked. Who can it's know deceitful. It? Who mm-hmm. can know it? And we mm-hmm. all, you know, everything in society says, follow your heart. Do what you want to do. Do what your heart mm-hmm. desires. Your heart, let your heart lead. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> your heart is deceitfully wicked. It's what yeah. scripture says. And you know that to be true. We can so easily be shot off course by the least little thing something happened and we're way over here where we've been trying to stay steady with god now we're way over here complaining or we're way over here worried or we're way over here we it's just it is a battle and we're and i don't know if you've noticed or not but we are in a different location this this evening because we are preparing for bible Mm -hmm. school and our bible school was about putting on the armor of god preparing for battle battle ready is what this this Um, Bible teachings has been called Mm -hmm. because we have to stay battle ready. We've got to be on guard for that. We've got to dress for it. We've got to think toward it. We've got to stay in the word to prepare. So So, just as a quick summary before you read, mm -hmm. you can ruin your marriage by expectations that can only be put toward God. Only God can fulfill, but you crush somebody with them. You can ruin your children. You can ruin your children. You can crush them with expectations that are not God's plan for them and his good, but Mm -hmm. your plan. Mm -hmm. And you're expecting from them fulfillment that you can only find in God. God. Mm -hmm. And you can crush your friendships. Mm -hmm. You can ruin your church, right? You Mm -hmm. can ruin friendship. These things are, I'm telling you something that I'm learning sometimes over and over in my life, that your expectations, most of the time, what I'm wanting from other people, I'm not able to live up to. And only God can answer. And saying that, a king, Mm -hmm. and these kings that we've been going through, when their expectation turns from God, God says over and over, well, right here in Jeremiah, when Mm -hmm. the the first word that he says, I'll give you an expected end. Mm -hmm. In that is, what you think you can get from all these other places you can get from me mm-hmm. if you seek ask. me with your whole heart, right? So, so the, again, these kings, whenever their expectation turns away from the God of heaven and earth, the God who created it all, mm-hmm. to Egypt, 
to Syria, to themselves, to their host of which, armies. Which, when you think about it right? from a political, just think about it, don't think about it from a spiritual sense. Right. Think about it from a political sense. They're using their allies to accomplish Absolutely. something. And that makes sense to the world. Sure. But God still says, wait a minute, wait a minute, don't forget me. In every king's life. Mm-hmm. When, they di- when they turn from him and they turn their expectation toward others, they are crushingly disappointed. They are Charlie Brown to the 100th power. <laughs> yeah, because are. what they find out is, is they, can't they can't fulfill that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But God can fulfill and that. And every time, and I like this, I think this is the, I don't know which, I'm, I like I said, I read ahead a little bit, but... Okay. This is the one of those times where it's blatantly told to you the reason that you won this. Yes. Is because yes. you called on me. And I wonder how many times what I thought when I was reading through it is how many times do we accomplish something mm-hmm. and then we start grandiosely taking the credit for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Look at us. Look what I did. I am so glad I was smart enough to think of that. And right. all along God's in the background going, I did that for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you Did you forget that I'm here? So let's start. Second Chronicles chapter 13. And remember, I don't know how much you're going to bring in from Kings, 1 Kings and 2 Kings into 1 Kings in this one. But there's some detail over there that's not over here Mm -hmm. because the chronicler or the person who's writing this is just kind of doing a history. Focusing in a different place. And we we said that before when we started this book, but we just kind of want to say that again just to get you back there all right chapter 13 of second chronicles verse 1 now in the 18th year of king jeroboam began abijah to reign over judah abijah i say that and i don't know how to say those words so i'm sorry abijah abijah but usually you don't say the j abijah but i don't know we'll say it however we want to say it it's okay he reigned abijah reigned three years in jerusalem his mother's name also was Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel of Gibbo, Gibeah. and there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Now, just because we missed last week, and because we have just gotten into the Rehoboam, Jeroboam, and now we've they've died. Uh, Jeroboam has died. Rehoboam has died. Again, kind of summarize the splitting of the kingdom. Solomon's son is Rehoboam. Rehoboam's king loses the kingdom. It's split split in half. Ten tribes to the north go under the reign of Jeroboam. And two and a half tribes in Judah under the king. Rehoboam passed to his son Abijah or Abiah, who is married to Absalom's Absalom's daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abijah wow. is, we say, okay, so Saul didn't listen to God at all. That's the first king of Israel. Mm-hmm. Rejected by God. God told him, here's why. You don't mm-hmm. love me with your whole heart. Right. You didn't do what I told David you. is anointed king, and God promises to establish David's throne forever. David is a king with a heart after God. Right? And that's what it says. Yes. Solomon, his son, wisest, most blessed because of his father David and the promises of God. Mm-hmm. But his heart is turned away by the multitude of women that he marries. Mm -hmm. And he ends up being told by God that the kingdom will be torn from his son. And it is with Rehoboam, who's not very wise Mm -hmm. and not very strong, evidently pretty young when he gets started Mm -hmm. in his thinking. Mm -hmm. His son, Abijah, is who we're talking about today. And when you read in Kings and you read in Chronicles, you kind of get, what kind of king was he? Eh. Yeah. 
kind of a different because <laughs> in the other it says he was evil and yeah it, over, here, he's not over so bad. here it's like okay it shows you something good that he did mm -hmm. or that he was i will say it this way something good that he spoke mm -hmm. yeah the word of god works the word of god works this is kind of a strange thing whether or not you live up to your part the word of God is true, no matter what. Always, mm -hmm. but it's not magic. It's not magic, but and, it and is I always, always true. And I always, I, I don't know why I feel like I need to say that because I have seen people who have nothing to do with God at all ever, but then when they get in the middle of something, they'll call on God, and sometimes He answers that because He's graceful because he can, and merciful and He's God, and, kind. and He does what He wants to do, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not a magic thing. It is true, and yet our character does not change his character no our output does not change the God's fact that output. he is his what mercy endureth forever yes the word of god is unchanging yes we're as changeable as the weather more changeable than the weather we're as fickle and when as you when you get the rating of this king it's kind of like mm, okay maybe right yeah that that's about where he is so verse three abijah set the battle in array with an army of valiant men of war even 400,000 chosen men. Jeroboam also set the battle in array against him with 800,000 chosen men, being mighty men of valor. So back up again, the previous chapters, Jeroboam and Rehoboam did not war with each other, right? Rehoboam, till the end. Till the end. Mm -hmm. But Rehoboam fortified this kingdom that Abijah's in, God right? gave him a period of peace. Right, and, he's, and he said, mm -hmm. he actually, God actually stopped them and said, don't do that. Right. But now, but now, they're, they're, now here we are. Civil war. Now we're doing it again. Think about it. Ten tribes versus two and a half. Who thinks they they're going to win? They have more men up here mm -hmm. than they have down here. And don't forget that they took away, they sent home the priests. They didn't want the Levites. They made their own priests. They said something that a lot of Americans, I think, would have been like, oh, Right. Because what Jeroboam says in the northern kingdom is anybody can be a priest. Mm -hmm. how, okay. how, why can't we appoint any good man that we like Matter of fact, himself. to offer sacrifices? I can do it. You can do it. Any man can do mm -hmm. it. Why do we think these Levites are better than us? And why do we have right? to even have them? But the Levites aren't better than you. The Levites were chosen by God strictly because mm -hmm. they weren't better than them. Mm -hmm. it, wasn't about, it wasn't about the Levites at all. Mm -hmm. It was about the position that they represented, mm -hmm. right? It was about this Christ that's coming mm -hmm. that they were showing a picture of. We don't have the ability to be so talented that we could take on ourselves the role of Christ. Mm -hmm. It's because God's men. grace mm -hmm. that the Levites were given this job. But not remember, because of their goodness. But remember that Northern Twelve sent them all home. Right. Said we don't want them. So so but, yeah. but 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 that's a good point and I don't think we should just jump over that because we have that in our culture that just because the Bible says, well, he don't mean that. That's not right. I right. can do it any old way. I can do it this Anybody way. Anybody can do it. And, it, and surely God will understand mm -hmm. because that's mm -hmm. kind of what Jeroboam went up north to do. He mm -hmm. didn't want him to come back to Jerusalem because if they came back to Jerusalem and worshiped in the temple, then they would go back to the old ways and he didn't want them to do that. Yeah. Right? We'll still be religious. We'll just be religious. We don't have to keep 
what God gave us to keep, we'll do it the way we want to do it. Right, because he will surely understand that. He's not gonna he's not gonna be And he surely doesn't. And he doesn't. <laughs> but <laughs> he surely but, doesn't understand. But that's what we say. We, because, we have if grown you, if up you in wanna, that culture. So if you want to get to the base of that argument, if you want to throw all the fluff away mm-hmm. and get to the base of that ar- argument, that is works versus grace. Mm-hmm. When you say, I'll do it my way. And I'll honor God in my heart, and I'm just as good as those people over there. Those people that go to church, I am am a better neighbor. I'm a better person. I'm a better employee. I live just as good as they do. And it doesn't really matter. And and when I get to heaven, God will say, good job with the way you lived your life. That religion of works, which sounds so good to a human imagination, Mm -hmm. right, is the most insulting thing mankind has come up with to, to push in the face of God because God gave his only son. Mm-hmm. The blood of Christ was shed. He so loved the world. So that, and only his blood would save us. That what you're saying is we didn't need Christ. We've we got this on our own. Mm-hmm. The most atrocious thing you can commit is to say, I don't need the blood. I don't need the Lord. I'm not going to do it God's way. I'll do it my way. And he'll understand. And he's not going to understand. He's not going to understand. The Levites are not better than the rest of Israel. The Levites have received the grace of God mm-hmm. and the position of God and they that he are, allowed. And they are a daily picture of mm-hmm. what he has done. It's a reminder to them. It's to be reverenced so they can see, you know, they may not what understand Christ it all now. is going to do. But they, but they should be looking. They should eventually be able to see the, all the sacrifices. At the time they're doing it right here. They're thinking back. They're Mm -hmm. thinking back to the blood of the lamb that they did not deserve, had nothing to do with them. It came from that blood Mm -hmm. that was sacrificed from that lamb, that they took its life, that they put on the doorpost, and God set him free. He used the blood to save him. That's what the priest is showing. But But what that's coming to show is what Jesus did on Calvary. But it also is the same thing that happens to us today. I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to go down to the temple every time. I don't time. have to do it that way. I don't way. want to go that way. I'll just mm-hmm. do it this way because that's okay. And before long, you have missed the purpose of what it's trying to show. It was important to you. It was mm-hmm. a God-given um, it commandment. Was grace. It was this. But now I'm over here standing going, I don't need that. I feel just as fine over here if I just do it this way. We do a lot of things in our church and our religious life that way. We, we have forget. a lot of churches that have distorted the picture of grace. We have a lot mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. who've distorted the image. Their of hearts grace. change. Right. The heart changes from oh my, that's God and that's reverence and that's important to well, and I again can, I can do it this way. You going, know, it should be okay. It shouldn't be the same thing, right? Going back to expectations, you're expecting out of yourself the same mm-hmm. results that only Christ could get, and you can't get it. That's right? what you're saying is mm-hmm. I, I'm going to expect out of my wisdom and my knowledge to be able to equal what God provided and what God thought of from the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just as smart as that. So here's my plan. Here's my plan. Yeah. My right? plan I is expect that I can keep up foolish. with that. So. And that's when our hearts grow cold. That's when our hearts, I mean, we believe a lie because we go over here and we make up our own rules and we make up our own house and we like it that way. Because mm-hmm. I don't have to do the things I don't want to do. I don't have to. I'm thinking Old Testament now. I don't have to give 10%. I can give 4% because I don't really need to give 10%. They got enough anyway, right? Mm-hmm. I just, it, it in, when we start, when we give our own brain headway, <laughs> we can really make a mess of things. You make an idol of it. 
So, verse so 3 basically says... Where we are. We have Jeroboam, the king of the north, with the ten tribes. Abijah. Abijah, the king of Judah, and, we and have his two and a half tribes. We have 400,000 men... On, on Judah's side, 400,000 men in the army. On Jeroboam's side, 800,000 800, men. That's a lot of people getting ready to fight. 800,000. And remember, 400,000. They're cousins. They're, well, they're all family. Right, they're all family. It's all family. He came, we're, it's just like America. You know, we had certain families that came, but now, you know. But, but this is literally one family, the family of Israel, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And their descendants, and they, they're ready to go to war. They've been at war. They've been at battle. Mm-hmm. And now they have a very serious battle. And here's here's the best thing Abijah ever did. Right. He said First, he's a mm, king. But this is the best thing he ever did. And it's interesting then that the chronicler who wrote this says that's what he includes. Because he's trying to make a point, right? Well, that's the story he's telling. Mm-hmm. He's telling about how God is raising up this line of kings to get us to the king of kings. Mm-hmm. To get us to the king, yes. And he's pointing out what a king is supposed to be right correct and so if you if you read verse 4 stop after the first sentence and verse 4 <laughs> says and abijah stood up stop don't even wait till the end of the sentence <laughs> he stood up abijah stood up that's what okay. he's supposed to do right good job abijah <laughs> abijah stands up on top of a mountain and mm-hmm. we're going to read in a minute what he gets ready to say but i want to talk about that standing up part for just a minute i heard another preacher this week talking and he said he was a young minister. He, he was going out to try to find a church to preach in. And everywhere that would call him, the first question that they would ask, they would, they'd call him into the office. They want to see if he's qualified to be a pastor. Which way do you lean politically? Do you lean conservative? Do you lean liberal? Which way do you lean? And he said, to be honest, I was completely shocked mm-hmm. by the question. Because he said, God has never called us to lean. He's called us to stand. He called us to stand. Mm-hmm. I don't, we, my son is in a uh, politics in American culture class right now. He just finished that class. It was very interesting. And it, and it had, like, you had to take a test. Which way do you lean, right mm-hmm. or left? I thought it was hilarious mm-hmm. that myself and every kid I have mm-hmm. got the same score. <laughs> and the well, score is... You're not right or left. Uh-huh. The score is like when you answer the questions, you don't have an allegiance to the right. You don't have an allegiance to the left. You have an allegiance to something else we can't figure out. That's where you are. That's because my allegiance is to stand mm-hmm. for the things that are of God. I'm not perfect. They're not perfect. Mm-hmm. But when, when you go over here and you're wrong and you go over here and you're wrong, I'm not for either part. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. That's exactly Abijah right. Abijah stands. On top of the mountain. He stood up. And before he fights, and he's outnumbered, but he's ready to fight, mm-hmm. he's going to say, Some important speak things. the truth so let's from let, his so heart. So let's do that, because it's the truth that he speaks that makes you go. He's not a great and, king, and here's but the this thing. is great truth. Jeroboam knows this. Sure he does. Well, he knows what he's saying Because here. he was called out by God. He's mm-hmm. went away from God, but he, but he was this. called out by God. So Abijah stood up upon Mount Zemarim which is in Mount Ephraim, and said, Hear me, thou Jeroboam, and all Israel. Verse 5. Ought ye not to know that the Lord God of Israel gave the kingdom over Israel to David forever, even to him and to his sons by a covenant of salt? What doesn't he say? Listen, Jeroboam, I'm a better king than you. Listen, Jeroboam, I am living better for the Lord than you. He says, you know what? God's word said. 
he was going to bless David with the kingdom. And forever. he says, not only did God say it, it's a covenant of salt, mm -hmm. which is in Preserves. what I looked up says, yes, what I looked up said, this is the most serious wording that he mm -hmm. could choose to say. This is an unbreakable, unshakable, permanent promise. It is the word of God. So he said, listen, Preserves. you're not fighting me. You're fighting God. You're fighting God. Mm -hmm. Because God has said David's seed will be on the throne. Mm -hmm perpetually forever right yep so then what were you gonna say it said what and about salt i wrote oh, it down you wrote it down what you're saying it's preserving write, i thought about salt as being preserved it's healing it's preserving there's salt there's you know salt has a bad rap today for blood pressure and different things like that i get it but there's a lot of things that salt does mm -hmm. never changes it doesn't get all it's not going prevents to prevents infection it doesn't rot it preserves it's yep. going to maintain and you know, there's just so much stuff that cleans. You it might cleans be... wounds when you when you have a tooth that you have pulled. Well, salt mm -hmm. water is what you use because mm -hmm. it it minimizes the pain and it heals the wounds and it. There's just so many things you can it, think if of. If he said it today, he might say this. He might look at Jeroboam and say, "His words, money in the bank." Money in the bank. Yep. Because salt Only was money. better than that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I I am. It's as good as it can money in the be. bank mm -hmm. because what God says. He means. And he's not going to change Good job, Elijah. That was a good one. Yes, that was. Good. <laughs> that was a good thing to stand on. It says, but here's what his word not is. to know. You should know this. You know this is what mm -hmm. he's saying. He gave the kingdom to David forever. Don't you know? Isn't it amazing that there's something of David in this man? Mm -hmm. Because now he may not have done right and he may what have he aired. Be? Great, great, great grandpa. Great -grandpa but there's David. something of great grandpa in this boy because what he says is. You, know you might have me outnumbered, but you've already lost. Mm -hmm. You know this. Because this yeah. is what God said. And yet Jeroboam, verse 6, said, The son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, is risen up and hath rebelled against his Lord. Proverbs 30. I just want to go to you for just a second on that verse. Proverbs 30, verses 21, says this. For three things the earth is disquieted, mm -hmm. and for four which it cannot bear. For a servant when he reigneth, and a fool when he's filled with meat... For an odious woman when she is married, and a handmaid that is heir to her mistress. There are four things mm -hmm. that just, the earth can't stand it, can't bear it. <laughs> yes. when, he, when he says to him, you servant of Solomon, mm -hmm. that's what he's saying to Jeroboam, mm -hmm. he's not wrong. No. Jeroboam was a servant of Solomon. He was. God he was. took him from that servanthood. Mm -hmm. And, and put him in the there. position and of a said, king. Not only put him there, but said, if you do the right things, I'll give you a kingdom. I'll do just the like same David. thing I did for David. But he didn't. God put him in that position. And yet in that position, he's never lost the scheming, grasping, untrust, manipulative expectation mm -hmm. of this servant. Mm -hmm. Because God made him a king. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to be Jeroboam, the servant of Solomon. Mm -hmm. He could have been Jeroboam, the king. Mm hmm of God mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and instead he is he, he, what he's calling him out on right here insulting someone with double the manpower mm -hmm. he's saying you're nothing more than a servant you think like a servant mm -hmm. you don't and think like one whose trust things? is in the Lord what were the four odious you things? had I, I lost my place now but it was a servant when he rules an odious woman someone full of meat and a I fool, forget the last a fool one full of meat yes yeah I should look at it again it's Proverbs 30 21 if you want to turn there so a servant it four ruled. things the earth is disquieted and for four which it cannot bear for a servant when he reigneth that's jeroboam 
A fool when he's filled with meat. That's going to be Abijah. Mm-hmm. A fool when he's filled with meat. An odious, odious woman when she's married. Wow. And a handmaid that is heir to her mistress. How about Hagar? But, but all those things are true. Mm-hmm. Because Not because they can't have good things, because they can't change their mind. They can't change who they are. Well, he could have. But they didn't. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? He's not thinking of the king God appointed. He's thinking like the servant that he's got to. He's, and he's got that he, he defensiveness, can, mm-hmm. that little bit of, you know, you can always. At this moment, if I just trust in God. Mm-hmm. He, and he's Jeroboam trusting Jeroboam and 800,000. But he's 000. telling him the truth. And, and yeah. Jeroboam is going, yeah, but I got twice as many as you do. I'm but, not worried about it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's no chance you win. You're outnumbered. So verse 7, and there are gathered unto him vain men, the children mm-hmm. of Belial, and have strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young and tender-hearted and could not withstand them. You had your day already, right? You did mm-hmm. that before. And now you think to withstand the kingdom of the Lord in the hand of the sons of David and be a great multitude. And there are with you golden calves, which Jeroboam made for your gods. Little mm-hmm. gods, little G. Right? Again, he's pointing out, let little me tell God. you who you're coming to battle with. A God you made. Mm-hmm. A God you set up. Mm-hmm. Is who's leading you into battle. And children of Belial, you've got hateful, mean, nasty. That's kind of like a bad word, honestly. That's a biblical bad word. Mm-hmm. It's not just people worshiping in another religion, but worthless persons. Mm-hmm. Vain means empty and meaningless. Mm-hmm. The people surrounding you, Jeroboam, listen to what he's saying. If Jeroboam would listen to this in humility, he was probably mad. There's a lot of help here, though. I'm sure he was mad. But what he said, you've surrounded yourself with people who are only telling you what you want to hear. They're empty, Mm -hmm. vain individuals, and they're telling you that you're going to be victorious. But they're wrong because you're counting on a golden cow you made. Mm -hmm. You're counting on your expectation is in something you produced. And it's not in the God who made us, Mm -hmm. that produced us. And it's not just one. He made two, remember? And it says golden calves. You made two of them. Right. Verse 9, have ye not cast out the priests of the Lord, the sons of Aaron, and the Levites, and have made you priests after the manner of the nations of other lands? In other words, you did that too. You sent them home. You said, we don't need these guys. Mm -hmm. So that whosoever cometh to consecrate himself with a young bullock and seven rams, the same may be a priest of them that are no gods. Anybody can do it. We're all equal. Anybody can offer this sacrifice. But you're not sacrificing to God. You're sacrificing it's to the to gods nothing. that you made. To right, nothing to at nothing. all. Or what Satan, you created. Right? To nothing. You're serving. Your expectations you are in. You have fooled your, yourself. What you made. You have fooled yourself. Mm-hmm. You have surrounded yourself with people who think like you. You have done away yes, with ma'am. the things that you know God told you to do. And you've imitated that. Because you think, Jeroboam, you think you're as okay as the son of David. David. Sounds very equal. A lot of equality. Sounds like Satan. You know, all gods are the right? same. Then it sounds good like men exactly, are good men. Isn't that exactly yeah. what Satan did? I'll make myself equal I'll to God. I'll be equal to God. I don't have to do what he says. Mm-hmm. And just because he says it, why do we have to do it? Why is it that the, the words of Satan are always everywhere? <laughs> and if you don't be careful, you get drug into them and you don't even realize that's what you're saying. How about people that say, when they're speaking about a minister and they're running down that minister, as if, right? It's in that minister that he's far above everyone. That minister is serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. That minister is in obedience to the Lord. When you're attacking him, you're not attacking him, just like Abijah said. 
You're attacking the Lord who put him in that position. And I always think of David. What did David say? I'm not going to touch Saul. He's He's God's God's anointed. And Saul would... And we don't hesitate in a second to say whatever we think we want to say. But it's not just ministers. As if our opinion matters, right? It's it's not just ministers. It's 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 all the people around us that we've put expectations on that God never put on them, that God never required, but we require it. And when they let us down or they don't fulfill what we think they ought to do, oh boy, we're gonna we're gonna let everybody know how worthless they are and how bad they are and how poor they've performed. And the fact is you've put yourself in the place of God and as of judge. I was thinking of John, we taught John chapter three in another Bible study this week. Verse 17, he didn't come to the world to condemn the world, but I think it's my job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'll get in our mind that Jesus didn't come to condemn. But but boy, we could do it. We're Mm -hmm. here to condemn. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. That's not what you live for. We live, we live. It says to for t- Christ. It tells you not to. Who are you to judge another man's servant? And it's so easy because what we're judging them by, Is we could standard. never live up to ourselves. We could never live up to, Mm-mm. but we're judging them by something that we, uh, some false standard we've put there about how other people ought to treat us. And honestly, we don't even recognize that we have made a golden calf out of our feelings mm-hmm. and out of our mm-hmm. our life we've made a golden cow out of us mm-hmm. if i don't know how to explain this but this is really god's been dealing with me about this for a few mm-hmm. days now mm-hmm. there's a current and i don't has it always been here is it a, is it a thing that satan's trying to but there's a current in the christian church that you have a right to be treated in the manner you expect to be treated and if not Right? Whoever has said what you don't like or done what you don't like or lived in a way you don't approve of, well, that person needs to be condemned and pointed out and shamed and, and, sent, and, away. and sent away because you should be treated in a certain way. I think it's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I think it's also. <laughs> I think it's obnoxious to the blood of Christ. I also think because we're when, all you, when you say that, and you may not recognize it at the moment breaks. out of immense emotion. But where's your heart? Where's your heart? Your heart's not thinking about in any way love of that other person. If Mm-mm. you're ready to cast them aside and be mad and they made a suggestion you didn't like or they said something you don't believe and you're not going to do that. You know, I mean, the love chapter of the Bible says what? Love Believeth has, the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what Christ loved How does. are you ever going to win anybody anywhere if every time someone disagrees with you, you scold them and send them off? Not only believing the best, when I find out, like through irrefutable proof that they did mess up, it's still not my job mm-hmm. to hold up their flaws and hold up their their mistakes and make them a laughing stock to other people or run them down. It's my job to love them and restore them, the Bible mm-hmm. says, because to restore we, that person. Because, uh, because one thing that you do then, there's also a place about those things that God hates. Right. And one of them is a proud look. You're assuming mm-hmm. when you do that that you don't have you, nothing that you've ever done would be in nothing they know about yet right right i mean right? you're assuming you're not as guilty of things as they are they and might not be not the, the same things but we are we forget how flawed we are we are all flawed mm-hmm. and i don't i don't know how to say that the right way but when you sit at home and you decide you don't like this and you don't like that and this is not good and blah, blah, blah. okay who are you hurting yourself 
right? And, and the and, and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yes. Because you've got everybody focused now away from Him and His goodness and, and on, on a flaw that it's going to be there in everybody right? somewhere. Sometime. Well, I mean, I'm not making an excuse for sin. I'm, I promise I you, I'm not doing no, that. I'm not either. But there's a current of I can't. They shouldn't if treat you, me that way. How do they different. treat the Lord? This is you different know what I mean? than if you have a fault. Take no, go you to can them talk to somebody and talk in, in about reality. That. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about your Just expectation should be, and my expectation should change. Lord, if you can get any good out of me, it's my great honor. If if forgiving is what you asked me to do, what an honor that you would ask me to do that. Mm-hmm. That you're going to work through me and do this thing, not. Until they treat me right, I'm done. I'm not doing it. Yep. I'll show them. <laughs> you know, right? that, and that's where we get to. Mm-hmm. We get to that place where it's where all your but attention you, has made yourself an idol. Don't We're you think sometimes, that. so we always, in good or bad, we either go way far one side or way far the sure. other. We, ha- we haven't learned the temperance piece, virtue, knowledge. You know, we haven't so, learned that piece where we have to stay wise, not... not easily offended not easily provoked i think is the word the words that scripture says so he's told so abijah has said this to rehoboam you make you it's it's kind of your fault is what he's saying it's your fault you have people worshiping false gods well it is you have fault. done this yeah. verse 10 but as for us the lord is our god and we have not forsaken him and the priests which minister unto the lord are the sons of aaron and the levites wait upon their business in other words, we're not doing that. We're sticking to what we were told and what God said. And they burn unto the Lord every morning and every evening, burnt sacrifices and sweet incense and showbread. Also set they in order upon the pure table and the candlesticks of gold with the lamps thereof to burn ever every evening. For we keep the charge of the Lord our God, but ye have forsaken him. Can I just say, mm-hmm. if you get mad and you storm off and you quit church... The church is going to continue. Going That's on. what he said to Jeroboam. Mm-hmm. You got mad. You made your own. You did your own thing. You've got your own sacrifices. But he said, guess what? The shoe bread's out on the table. Mm-hmm. And the, the blood's Sacrifice. being offered in the Holy of Holies. The, the Levites that God gave his grace to represent him are still in the temple are doing their job. He said, it's kept on going. Mm-hmm. You are not required, but the word of God is. And it, you didn't stop it. Right? Mm-hmm. You, 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 you're not necessary. Mm-hmm. It, it, do you see? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You think it's all about you, but it, everything has continued as it's supposed to continue, even in your absence. Mm-hmm. And even, but you don't get to be blessed by even it. In his, and even in Abijah's fall, right. even in his sin, he is still... But the temple's running. The temple's still going. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, be, and, and the word then for that is, in the world... The church is still going to go. Mm-hmm. There's going to always. I, I I can't help but think about our lesson. I don't know what day. I don't know. We got so many lessons <laughs> going on, but we There's were talking lessons. about Elijah, and God. I'm the only one left. I'm the only one. Well, number one, that's a dangerous and scary thing for you to start thinking that you're the only one left. Number one, because God but, um, will he always felt that have way his, sincerely. But he will always have his people. But he always has his people. And there's always going to be people. Mm-hmm. So the church is not going, the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 12, And behold, God himself is with us for our captain and his priest with sounding trumpets to cry alarm against you. O children of Israel, fight ye not against the Lord God of your fathers, for ye shall not prosper. 
So actually, before they go to battle, <laughs> he's telling him, "Remember, you don't, have a you don't have to do this, and you don't have a chance because we're not going to. We're not. It's not going to happen the way you think, right?" So I'm going to tell you what General MacArthur did not do. <laughs> what did General MacArthur? Not he did do? not put priests with from... trumpets on the front line. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> but Abijah said, "I never was sure what that." Not meant. only, <laughs> not only is God our captain. <laughs> But the, the his ministering the men, his, his ministers that he chose by grace, not because they're worth anything more than you are, but by grace he chose, they're here with us, and they're going to blow that trumpet. Now, that trumpet is for several things. Mm -hmm. It called them together for holy convocations, holy meetings and prayers. It called them together when the enemy was at the gates, and it called them together in the midst of the battle. And, and he says to them, it's going to call me together. That's right. But, but when he said to them, I'm, I'm sure Jeroboam might have laughed at that. He did, because look what the next verse says. It, it, because, when he says, not only are we here to fight you, we got our priests with us, and they got a trumpet. Uh -huh. So you ought to be a little bit afraid. <laughs> what? Who are they calling with it? Mm -hmm. Yes, but they're here's, calling. But this is they're what, calling the God what Jeroboam who, says. who told him they could blow that trumpet to call and him. And he would answer. And yes, he would right. answer. But verse thirteen says, "But Jeroboam caused an ambush to come about behind them, so they were before Judah." And the ambushment was behind them. So can't you just Not see only are you outnumbered, Jeroboam you're surrounded. saying, uh, "Yeah." They're talking a good talk, but yeah. I've got somebody in front of them, and they don't know about that. And, and I've got somebody, somebody behind, behind them. There's going to be somebody behind them. So he strategically thinks, I got this. Yeah. Your trumpets. Mm -hmm. You've That's got what trumpets, he yeah. You've got trumpets, but we've got you surrounded and outnumbered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? That's what they said. So verse 14 says, And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. So what did they do? They ran. Mm -mm. They scurried. There's nowhere to run. There is nowhere to run. So what does it say they do? They blew a trumpet. It said, and they cried unto the Lord, and the priest sounded the trumpets. Can't you just, don't that just give that you a little is, hairy goosebumps kind Jesus, of Jesus. Yeah. I can't do this. Help me. Help. Yeah. The, he said, he gave him the trumpet. He told him this when you're when in you battle do. to blow these trumpets. Blow the trumpets. He did it at the wall of Jericho. He, he blow the trumpets. He did. He, he's calling on the name of the Lord. He's calling out for his champion, his captain, mm -hmm. to fight That's for him. That's what he called him, his captain. Right? And he's counting God on... God himself is our He's captain. not counting on himself or the strength of his army. He's counting on the God who said, there will be a king from that, David on the throne. This is an amazingly deep verse that should bless your heart. So I have to read it again. Okay. It says, and when Judah looked back, mm -hmm. behold, the battle was before and behind and they cried unto the lord and the priests sounded with their trumpets then the men of judah gave a what shout a shout can't you just hear it yeah and as I the can. men of judah shouted right isn't yeah. that what they did it came Jericho, to pass right as the men of judah shouted it came to pass that god smote Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. Mm -hmm. Can you just see that? Can't you just see? I don't know. Can you see Jeroboam's face? God fought for them. And it doesn't even say what he did. And the enemy. Doesn't say what he did. It doesn't. Doesn't tell you that he struck him with lightning bolts or did every arrow that went out from But it says they Abijah. ran like little cowards with but their tails did. between their legs. So it does it say that. It does say that. But it doesn't yeah. tell you what he did. All they did was... Here I am, God. Help me. Aren't you glad? Aren't you just glad he hears you when you say that? 
when you're when you're Terrified, trusting in outnumbered, the captain. surrounded. Mm-hmm. Mankind doesn't give you a there chance. Is no you look strategy. foolish. There's no strategy here that would Abijah work. two seconds ago looked like a fool trusting in the Lord. With trumpets of all things. Right? Yeah. And now he doesn't look so foolish. And it says at verse sixteen, and the children of Israel fled before Judah. Israel's the northern kingdom. And God delivered them into their hand. And Abijah and his people slew them with a great slaughter. So there fell down slain of Israel, of Jeroboam's 800,000, 500,000 chosen men. Eight minus five is three. Mm-hmm. They still got a lot of soldiers. They do. Right? The, it, Judah still doesn't have them outnumbered like they had them outnumbered to start with. But they're on the run. Mm-hmm. They're completely and totally defeated. I wonder what those trumpets and that shout sounded like. I mean, is it, is it? I feel it, like on top of that mountain, I, I, I'm not there and I can't add to the word what is not there. Me and I can't take away what is there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when those trumpets blew, I can the imagine God magnifying up. that sound mm-hmm. till it was terror. I can't what put too. them on the run? Do you remember that when the trumpets blew on the mount with they Moses, they were afraid. Run. They couldn't say it. They couldn't stand yeah. it. Please don't. I don't want to go. I don't want to hear that. Can you imagine what that and, trumpet's going to sound like? And as the army like? of, of Judah chases them yeah. from the battle. Mm-hmm. They're surrounding them. They chase them and from the battle. And the men shout. Don't yeah. forget the shout of 400,000 men. I'm telling you, that's the something. The shout, the strength in that, that's my God, kind of that shout. There had to be that confidence in that shout. It doesn't say that. That's me in my imagination. Abijah's words, Abijah's words were a place to stand. Mm-hmm. God honored his word. And as the king, he, he only said up. to Jeroboam the things God had told him were true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. He said to Jeroboam, this is what God has said. Everything he said, God had told him. And when he stood there, it worked. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Because it doesn't, because it's Because it wasn't Abijah's character no. on the line. No. It was God's character on the line. And, the, and because he stood in that, mm-hmm. we need leaders to do that. Yes, we, we need do. men to stand up but don't and forget do who the, that. Be the leader. Don't forget who the captain is. Yeah, don't be the captain because right? that's not your the job. The captain is God. Right, but be, be the, the leader, leader who stands. And stop sitting around and whining and I don't know and uh, folding mm-hmm. your hands because that's not what he did. Mm-mm. He stood up to this king and his great big army, twice as big as he is, who is there to kill them and said, And he's not You're worthy wrong. of God's protection. He's not the greatest he's not, king. No, he's not the Bible tells the right you that things. he's going to have a heart that's not fully with God. Mm-hmm. It's going to tell you that, that mm-hmm. he's. it's not about Abijah. It's not about Abijah. It's about the word of God. It's about God. I'd like to have heard. I don't know. I don't know if you get to hear those shouts. I don't know. But there's going to be a trumpet and there's going to be a shout. I know that in my life, I've, I've never been on a battlefield, obviously. But in my life, there have been times when God fought for me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to fight. I was outnumbered. Mm-hmm. I wanted to fight, and I was surrounded. Mm-hmm. I wanted to defend myself, but didn't have any defense. And didn't know how. But God fought for me. Mm-hmm. And I look around, and I'm like, where are my hands? Well, they're running. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not even around mm-hmm. anymore. I've, I've, I've worried things, about things and, that have like happened around me. I've worried about them until you stay up all night, and you can't sleep, and you feel like you can't eat, and you're, you're exhausted all the time worrying about what somebody else has said about you or thought about you or what they're trying to tear mm-hmm. up that you can't stop. And then I've looked around and they're gone. 
and it's just and like what it God said, like it was, it's yeah. still there, mm-hmm. and they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I say, thank you, God. He takes care of it, right? Yes. So, I love that. He fights for me. Verse, and he fights, for, and he does fight for us. He's not only God with us, because there's two names in this chapter that he says God with us, but he also says the God who fights for me. He's not only that with me; mm-hmm. he's out in front of me. The Psalm says he's behind me. Under right? Me, above he's me, above me, me. He's around me. He's fighting my battle for me. Mm-hmm. I used to have a thing on my wall at work, and that's what it said. Mm-hmm. And it was just stick figures, and it was just a little cartoon, but it basically said, don't forget, God's above you, beneath you, around mm-hmm. you, behind you, and in right. front of you. And if you stay right there, yeah. nothing can bother you. Well, nothing's going to hurt you. So... Verse 17 again, And Abijah and his people slew them with a great slaughter, so there fell down slain of Israel 500,000 chosen men. Thus the children of Israel were brought under at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed, because Mm -hmm. they relied upon the Lord God of their fathers. (laughs) Not because Abijah was a great king. Or they were great soldiers. Because they deserved it. Not because of anything. It says, because they relied on the Lord God of their fathers. Mm -hmm. And Abijah pursued after Jeroboam and took cities from him. Bethel and the towns That's one of the places they worship. We took Bethel back. Uh Right? And what's Bethel mean? The house of God. We Mm -hmm. took that one back. You made that the house of a golden calf a couple chapters ago. Jeroboam, but it doesn't belong to you anymore. Mm -mm. And Jeshanah. Uh, with the towns thereof and Ephraim and the towns thereof. So here's then the end of that matter. Verse 20, Neither did Jeroboam recover strength again in the days of Abijah. And the Lord struck him and he died. Mm -hmm. But... Abijah maxed widely, and here's Try where, that again. Here's where he didn't max widely. He waxed much. <laughs> what? Okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. My brain went backwards. <laughs> right there. I, I was a Libby June Neal moment. My daughter sometimes does that. I've okay. always thought I was a little dyslexic. Uh, maybe. But Abijah, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Master Wiley, what was that? You got way too excited right there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's all right. <laughs> but Abijah, <laughs> what? Wiley. There we but go. here's where he messed up. Though. This is where he messed up. <laughs> this, this is what happens every time they max Wiley. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my. We're on camera. We can't do this. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Um, Sorry. That's all right. (laughs) He married married 14 wives. See what happens? That's what happens. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't read because I'm. And we got 20 and. 20 and 2 sons and 16 daughters. Oh, and the rest goodness, of the know, acts. You know Matt will be on here. I and he'll be it. telling me about this tomorrow. The rest of the acts of Abijah <laughs> and his ways and his sayings are written in the story of the prophet Edo. And by the way. I think you should max widely. I, I, I'm always, I say I'm Charlie Brown, but I'm an eternal optimist. I thought we'd get through two chapters. <laughs> and we have five minutes. And, no, but what no. I do want to say is when it says the rest of the acts, well, the rest of the acts are not so great because what he ends up doing is God gives him a period of peace, which we'll, we'll study about more next time we're together in chapter 14. God gives him peace right. and blessing because he stood on the word of the Lord. That's all right. And when, what happens at the end of those years of peace when he is filled with bread? Bread, right? 
Yes, what we read about up. in Proverbs. When he's filled with bread, what he decides to do is that he needs to make an alliance with Egypt. And he's going to do He needs see, to go, he needs to go back to everywhere Egypt. At, from the beginning of time, the thing is, man, don't be in alliance but what, with Egypt. It's almost as if they say, um, God gives them this period of rest, this period of blessing, and they're <laughs> like, well, now I'm strong enough that maybe Egypt will respect me. <laughs> yeah, no. You know what I mean? I'll go back to them for some respect and some honor. Forgetting again, I don't need the respect of Egypt. I need the respect of Jehovah. I need the love of God. I need my purpose in my heart but again my expectation is do they think I'm okay mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> do they think I'm mighty yeah. do they they're think I'm worried. worthy they're more worried about we're always them. more worried we're always have our thoughts and our focus on now are they do they think I'm all right it doesn't matter what they think doesn't it matter never matters what they think mm -mm. and and I you know I keep it's so funny that God keeps having this conversation with us through his word and he is our good father and we are his children he keeps saying to us what I say matters. Not what What I think of you matters. Your heart toward me matters. Our relationship matters. And we keep having to learn that lesson. Over and I keep and as a mom. And over and over and over and over. And Richie keeps as a dad having the same exact conversation with our children when things happen with friends and, and friends cause pain and things happen in relationships and relationships. We keep saying it doesn't matter. It, we love those people. We forgive those people. We're good to those people. But what God thinks of us matters. Honoring God with our life and, and pleasing Him is what matters. All those other things He'll take care of. Mm -hmm. This is what matters. Mm -hmm. We keep saying to our kids, you're not less valuable because somebody else is critical of you. You are not less loved because somebody else doesn't see your worth. But now here's and God the thing, says though, it to me all the time. But here's the thing. And we have to keep hearing we, it. If we're not careful, and, I, and I'm going to say this because you know yeah. it and I know this is true, that goes for everybody. Oh, and that's that goes what I mean. For every church leader, every How many deacon, times do every learn preacher, this everything. Lesson. It doesn't matter right. what someone says. That doesn't change a thing the truth about is, what you're called to do. The truth is, Jesus said, expect it. Mm -hmm. He didn't say it might happen. Don't worry. He said it's going to happen. He said it's happen. going to happen. They didn't like him. They had all kinds of reasons to pick it in. But too. God has to keep telling us in his word. We over need reminded and over and over. over, and over that his opinion matters. I have to keep telling it to my kids almost a daily basis that it'll come up that, listen, have you asked the Lord's forgiveness? Have you done the best you can? Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. It you're you're pleasing in the eyes of God. His grace is on you. His blood is on you. I think you're one of okay. the best lessons we had in, a, in, our young, <clears throat> in our younger class one time was the, um, the idea that not self-esteem, God esteem. God, what does God think? A God esteem. What I mean, that's think? what we called it. God esteem. Uh -huh. is if we're worried about God esteem, not what we think, because we can mess it up too. We can make our lives miserable. Sure. I do. I sit at home and think of things I should do or shouldn't do, and why didn't I? And who, you know, am I worthless? Am I? What? Why am I even here? I think that a lot. But I have to stop and say, well, what's God doing? What's God think? Is he doing something and I haven't figured it out yet? Is what it, What's God think of me? God's esteem of me, not my esteem. I'm not your esteem and not Kate's esteem, which are my children. Not the church's esteem, not anybody else. But we have, why is it we have to be reminded of that so much? It, it's, is it, it is, because our you talked about that wicked? already. It is the battle. It is the battle. I it agree is with the that. battle. I agree. And, and the unsaved people listening, and please, I hope you're listening because you know what? I don't want you to stay that way, but I really hope you're listening. If you're unsaved, what you need to know, here's what God thinks of you. 
God so loved you yes, that, that he, he sent his only his begotten son mm-hmm. that if you'll believe on him, right? You shouldn't perish. You'll You're have not going to perish. Life. You'll have everlasting life. He loves you that much that the greatest treasure in existence, his son, came to save you. That's how much he esteems you. you. Mm-hmm. That's true. And if you're saved... No matter what you feel about yourself or what someone else has told you to feel about yourself, you God's can't get opinion past that love. trumps it. Yeah. And, and if you are saved, Remind when yourself. he sees you, he sees the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. You have the righteousness of Christ. Mm-hmm. He sees you as a joint heir with Jesus Christ, equal mm-hmm. in the blessings he wants. He knows the plans he has and the ways he wants to bless you. You are valuable. I don't care how many people tell you you're worthless or you're not doing a good job or that God can't use you. They're lying mm-hmm. because he can and That's he does and he will. That's the distraction to keep us. And it's not because you're course. so great. That's how great your God is that he puts that value yes. on you. And then he allows you to be. So your expectation that you're great. Your expectation should be that God is great. God is great. And whatever he has in store. And I'm going to believe him and not my friend and not my spouse and not my own mind and not the critics and not the media and not all the people that want to tell me how worthless I am. I'm going to believe what God says. I'm going to stand on that mountain, not leaning left or right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say what God said and watch him do what he does. Echo that trumpet. And let that trumpet sound and the voice. Let, and let us shout. Sound. Let's shout some praise once in a while about what he is and how Not he shout in terror. Mm-mm. Not in fear. But shout in victory. I agree. Right? That's a good lesson. Even though I messed up words. That's all right. And I, I am it. dyslexic and I go backwards. It's okay. Max Wiley. <laughs> I like it. Don't tell that again. I might Matt say that's my church. Next thing Max I know, Wiley. Matt will send me a message and say, <laughs> what? <laughs> I love him though. All right. Thank you for joining us. As you can tell by what we studied tonight, it is a battle. It is. It is. If you don't think it's a battle, if you are not involved in the battle, you need to figure out that it's a battle. And that we have to stay prepared and we have to stay ready. Stay in God's word. We just believe what it says. Thank you for joining us. And we'll hopefully be back next week for the next. <laughs> Max Wiley. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs>